six on the Bob Rose Show, live and local. Thank you for tuning in. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. War in Ukraine, it continues day 14. Gas prices continue to go up. All those stories and more on the way. And in fact, that'll be part of our conversation right now as we bring in Congresswoman Kat Kamick on the Bob Rose Show. Good morning, Kat. How are you? Good morning, Bob. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I, like many Americans, uh, am feeling the pain already at the pump. Uh, Everybody's talking about it. Gas prices are up. This ban on Russian oil, I would assume, is going to make things worse. What's uh, what's the end in sight? How high will this go? What can we do? Oh, you know, let me tell you, this is the most frustrating uh, thing that we're dealing with up here right now, because as you mentioned, yes, we're we're going to ban Russian oil, which needs to happen, because on one side, you have the United States sending lethal aid to Ukraine, and then on the other side, buying Russian oil. So they're financing both sides of the campaign and or of the war. And so it's it's been a really, really uh, frustrating week up here because not only have we still not seen language in Congress to ban the Russian oil, but the Democrats still refuse to come to the table on opening up our domestic energy sector. Yesterday, I I sat there and listened to Press Secretary Saki lie through her teeth about how there's close to 9,000 leases of domestic energy that has gone unused. It's because not a single permit under this administration has been approved, not a single one. And there's currently six permits that are waiting approval that have gone through every Army Corps of Engineers, every approval process you can imagine. There's a final step, and this administration refuses to sign off on them. And so it is this administration that is the reason that we are all paying four, four and a half dollars for gas uh, per gallon, because they refuse to allow us to produce it here domestically. And with this ban, you're going to see the price of gas go up even more so which, of course, is going to trickle down into every sector. You think the price of lumber going back up is bad now? Uh, We were talking with some producers in our area, Bob, and they said that in one day they had gas go over 60 cents a gallon go up, and they are going to have to shut down their production because they can no longer afford to keep running their operation, which means for a local producer, a timber operator who's getting product to the mill, who's then turning around and that goes to, you know, all the building and, and, and Lowe's and Home Depot and all the other uh, projects around, that is going to skyrocket cost of goods everywhere, not to mention services. It's a disaster. It is truly a disaster up here right now. Well, yeah. I mean, look, it's going to nail the economy in, in so many different ways. Like you just said, look, if uh, part of the transportation sector uh, shuts down or prices are reflected much higher on everything, and people have less money in their pocket because they're spending it all on gas. Yeah, that's going to have a catastrophic effect if it continues. I mean, is there a light at the end of the tunnel, or is that a freight train coming at us? It's quite frankly, and I, I know that people people want to say that that you know tomorrow we could get things up and running. If Republicans were in charge of the House and Senate, yes, we could. But because this administration refuses to even acknowledge along with Nancy Pelosi, Hakeem Jeffries, who is one of the leaders in the Democratic caucus, yesterday in a press conference said, we don't hear about gas prices from our constituents. They're not even willing to acknowledge the pain that everyday Americans are going through. It's disgusting. 
and it's all the more reason. And I, I know I tell this to you every time we talk about we have to take the house back. Everyone is saying, get things going, impeach the guy. Dude, we don't have the vote. We are five votes short. We have to take back the House if we're going to get this country back on track. How, how would taking back the House help ease the, the gas prices? So right away, we would override the uh, administration when it came to the small-scale LNG exporting. We would reauthorize all of the funding for the agencies that do the approvals on this. And we could override the president when it came to Keystone because we control the purse strings, not him. And we're going to get us back into a place where Congress has the leading role. The president was never intended to be able to start and stop projects with the stroke of a pen. We know that on day one, he he killed the Keystone Pipeline and by extension, American independence and 11,000 jobs. He can't seem to find that pen today to get us back on track. So Congress has no choice. We're going to be exerting our constitutional authority in all things, including holding him accountable. Real quick on uh, he also signed an executive order, which I thought it was a would be a legislative action that people would debate and talk about before. But uh, he, he used executive actions to uh, for to try to manage cryptocurrency. What are your thoughts on that? Yes. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing that, that is really frustrating. You know, crypto is going to be a mainstay in not just our economy here in the United States, but this is going to be a global movement. And it needs to be decentralized because we already are seeing how countries like China can manipulate their currency and by effect that creates this this rolling downhill of, of goods and services being thrown out of whack. It creates trade deficits. So crypto is going to be filling a void that is critically important as we move into the 21st century. This administration is fearful of how crypto can be used. They don't understand blockchain. And so we are pushing right now to make sure that crypto stays a very decentralized. We do not want more government regulation. And we want to make sure that we're being proactive and how we roll this out, because we all know that government can mess anything up very, very quickly. Uh, you mentioned something real quick, Bob, about um, how we can get energy back up online. Yes. Uh, last year, my very first bill that I ever introduced was called the RAINS Act. And it is a bill that deems any regulation that the administration or an agency wants to roll out on the American people, if it has a $100 million impact or more, it has to come back to Congress for an up or down vote. Because the people rolling these regulations out, they are not held accountable to anybody. Nobody can hire or fire them that, you know, through an election like you can your representatives. So this would force this administration to come back to Congress for approval on all of the executive actions that they're taking because they all have a more than $100 million industry impact. So I've already got the bill uh, with over 100 co-sponsors. It is ready to go. And it will be passed in the first 100 days of the next Congress starting in January. That's going to be a game changer for industry, for businesses, for people on um, living paycheck to paycheck, fixed incomes. No longer will this administration and administrations like this to come be able to hold the American people hostage through executive orders. Uh, all right, let's switch gears. So. Uh, there's a catastrophic situation uh, going on between Ukraine and Russia, and the president's yeah. answer is to send his most brilliant point person, Kamala Harris, to to take charge. Oh, no. So you can comment on that. And I also want to ask you, 
can we do more to help Ukraine, and, and what would that be? So it's two two part. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, I, I think they're so sick and tired of Vice President Harris that they're just sending her anywhere to get her out of their hair. Uh, she can't seem to keep a staff on board, and everywhere she goes, she just mumbles and fumbles and cackles her way through. And, and, and I've said this before. This is a time when we need very serious, thoughtful, proactive leaders in the room at minimum should be able to articulate a sentence in a complete coherent way. She is not capable of that. The things that come out of that woman's mouth fear, make me fearful for what the repercussions are as the world watches this. Mm-hmm. No one respects the United States today because of this administration. No one, uh, our enemies, China, Russia, they have no fear in what they're doing because they know that under this administration, the America, the, the America that we know and love is weak. And so her continued presence over there is going to be damaging. It is going to be, like I said, probably catastrophic because I have heard from ambassadors. I have heard from presidents of other nations that when she comes into town, she makes promises. She never keeps them. She uh, redirects and misdirects on key issues. Our, our allies around the world can't depend on this administration, which is why we're trying to place Congress in such a role that we can fill that leadership void. Yeah, and and it, as far as what more... Yeah, go I'm ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, as far as what we could be doing on Ukraine, I mean, listen, uh, Biden withheld lethal aid going as far back to last summer. There were talks with Ukraine about this going back to last February. Uh, Congress authorized it in November. He held it up. It was literally aid sitting in other countries and at the Ukrainian border. So he is squarely responsible for the fact that the aid that was authorized never made it. Uh, the other thing is uh, no-fly zone. Very controversial. We need NATO and our uh, U, uh, EU partners to come to the table on this. Germany is waffling. They're so tied in and they're so deep with Russia as far as how their economy and their country can function on basic needs like energy, for example. It's going to take everybody coming to the table with no excuses to make a big difference in the outcome in Ukraine. But I got to I got to tell you what we're hearing and what we're seeing. That is grit. That is fire. People fighting back. And I, I got to say, some of these uh, Democrats that are quick to judge the Second Amendment advocates here in our country, they sure are champions for the Second Amendment in other countries demanding that people get weapons in their hands so they can defend themselves. Really interesting dynamic. Another, yeah, right another great irony. Cat uh, Kamek, Congresswoman Cat Kamek, we appreciate your time on the Bob Rose Show. Keep fighting the good fight. We appreciate it and stay safe. Thanks so much. Go Gators. All right. 817 on the Bob Rose Show. Some great things there. I'm going to I'm gonna go back over some of that stuff. But also, uh, good news, at least for one state, gun owners, Second Amendment. I'll share that with you coming up on News Talk 97.3 The Sky.